OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me is one of my sidekicks, first, Mr. P. Features. Hello, Internet. And then I just realized we did officially make you a sidekick, didn't we? We did. So... I, I'm I'm officially a sidekick. You're th- officially did a sidekick. We, didn't we officially make you a sidekick the last time we did this? It's been a while. I, I think yeah. you make me a, an official sidekick every time. Well, let's do it again. And, and then I'm... you forget that you made me the sidekick. Perfect. Let's keep this going. Yeah. And then we've got Felix Hergood. Felix Hergood here. Wow. We need to get you a better intro. No, uh, no it's better. Than... Felix Hergood here. It's better than. Well, do 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 do. This say? is Felix Hergood. What's going on? Felix... Okay. Yeah, but see, we got a joke. There's do something it. we can do with that. Do it That's again. true. Do it That's again. true. And then right. there's Felix Hergood. Felix Hergood of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. I liked it. Yeah, that was there's, sharp. There's, there's oomph in there. Yeah. He also got his little plug in already, concise. so we don't got to worry about it later. Nope. Got it out of the way. So if you don't know, that's like Felix Hergood of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. If you're new to the show, that's one of our sister shows. Uh, yeah, it's the gaming one. Definitely check him out. On Spotify and iTunes. Oh! Ooh, threw an extra little toe. What else? Get, get it out of the way. What else I got nothing else. What I got, <laughs> I got streams on Twitch. I do know. a lot of things. I do a lot of things. All right. Well, welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about the news. The new news. Current related comic events. Current related comic. Oh, you got me. You got Current me. related comic events. <laughs> Current related. Current related comic events. Hey! All right. So we got, uh, we don't actually have a lot of, uh, we got a lot of news, but we don't have a lot of comic news. Like there was some stuff to talk about, but to be very honest, I don't find it that interesting. So uh, I just want to throw a couple of little tidbits in there just to make sure we have some comic news, but then we're going to get more into television and movies because that's a lot more going on in the, those two areas. That's a churning business. As of right now, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so let's get through the comic news pretty quick. Some of this will be fast. For example, Marvel is now in works with uh, Games Workshop. And if you're not aware who they are, they make a wonderful game known as Warhammer. If you've ever been to a comic shop, in a comic shop, you'll notice that a lot of times there are all these, um, almost like, I don't want to call them figurines, hmm. but there's like these landscapes that almost every comic shop has for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were going to describe the people playing with them. Oh, no. No. <laughs> you don't want to offend anyone. No. We're not. I'm just saying. I'm not doing that. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just going to pretend that neither of you are talking. Um, <laughs> so there's just landscapes with castles and stuff. There's a lot of detail put into these things. I really actually like the look of this game. And then there's those tiny figurines. Right. And, when they, and you know, it's like the people have to paint them. So when you go to the comic shop, you look in the back and there's all these figurines and then paint. You know, and then you got to 
You had to like literally paint each one of these things. It was they, like, like what he was doing in a 40 year old version. Exactly. And exactly. now I'm turning your silver pants blue. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm referring to. Um, so that's the game. It costs, it's cost so much money. Like I got into magic, the gathering and you know, that costs the money because you have to buy cards constantly. And I'm thinking, well, that's annoying enough as it is. And then I found out about Warhammer and that's like thousands of dollars to actually play that game in like, it's, it's like NASCAR, like the more money you put in, it seems like the better you do. I don't know enough about the actual game, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. Mm-hmm. It's just no. It costs a lot of money to to you know compete with some of those uh, top end players. Okay, uh, but yeah, that's Warhammer, uh, and it's interesting that they're going to make comics about it. I do like that idea. Like, I love that uh, Netflix is coming out with a Magic the Gathering show. I mm-hmm. like that Magic the Gathering had comic books that were coming out with individual cards that you can get, which was cool. That's dope. And they're trying to put more of a narrative. There is a story behind all the packets of Magic the Gathering cards, and there is a book that you buy with Warhammer. Mm. Right, that tells you a little bit more about like the creatures and stuff, so you understand like the dichotomy and the relationships between the different races and stuff. Um, it's nerdy as hell, but I love it. Um, I'd love to know more about it. I just don't have the money to play that game. I mean, you could always like Google it or something. Wow, right? Wow, you you go to hell. <laughs> you go to hell and you die. Oh, <laughs> all right, uh, okay. I don't like the way you're talking to me right now. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, that's the Warhammer news. Uh, interesting, you know, I found that interesting. When you said Warhammer, I thought you were talking about like, was it Volstag from from Thor? Wow, yeah, or just Mjolnir? They have a bunch or, of uh, or Stormbreaker. Well, no, Volstag, both of which had, are Warhammers. Well, yeah, but Volstag had the uh, he had the Ultimate's version of the hammer. Oh, so you're talking about War Thor? Yeah, War Thor. They have a bunch of uh, real time strategy. Uh, games, RTS games, uh, that are Warhammer. So you can like pl- control the battlefield. Like, and isn't like, is it Rift? No, that's more Dungeons and Dragons ish. Yeah, no, this, but there's so many of stars, something or other. The Warhammer games that I've watched on Twitch are basically like, you know, pulled back. You're the guy who manages the battlefield, you know, so it's more like that. It all right. features exits out of this one. Well, it's all right. We're all, we're all going to exit out of this. We're going to exit out of this one together. So let's talk about uh, Spider-Verse for a second. Uh, so, okay. Into the Spider-Verse? All right, yeah, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I got I to gotta brace myself for this one. Okay. So let's start with the cool parts. Well, first off, we got to talk about the comic. No. So there's, all right, we know that Into the Spider-Verse, the movie, the, the, the Oscar-winning movie was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yes, right? that was. Outstanding. It was so well done. And that was based on a comic book, it, correct? Well, uh, loosely, loosely. Loosely. Got it. So there is the Spider-Verse comic that I can't stand. Yeah. Um, I can't stand the whole concept of Spider-Verse, to be very honest, because it revolves around the web of life and destiny. I will say the inception of Spider-Verse was cool. But the concept, the, yeah. The, yeah, but the, the execution. Delivery, yeah. and Well, you know, there are cool things about it. Like, I love when Spider-Verse first came about, and it, as you went through, like, two or three pages, the art style would change as you yeah. went to the different comics. Like, so as you met the different heroes, the different versions of Spider-Man, right. there was a different art style per. So each couple pages changed up, and I really liked that. But the problem with the... the, the keep this in mind, when we because we're going we're gonna to revisit this when we get to movies, so Ish. bear with me here. But the if you're familiar with the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s that we grew up... I am. You'll remember a character named Madam Web. Yes. 
And Madam Web introduced us to the concept of the web of life and destiny, which ties all the spider people together. And it's destiny that they become spider people in the first place, which, in my opinion, destroys the idea of Peter, uh, Peter Parker or even Miles Morales, because instead of them getting powers and doing the right thing, right, with great power come great responsibility, the whole main key tagline to Spider-Man goes right out the window. They were going to do it no matter what. That was, they were destined to be that. That was how life was going to be. It takes away their agency. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, what's cool about Spider-Man, and I, I'll even, normally I would say what's cool about Spider-Man is Peter Parker, but I'll even say what's cool about Spider-Man is Peter Parker and Miles Morales. That They lose that. Now it's just a dude that spins webs and everybody's going to have a version. Right. So it's not a bit like, I, that's why I like the movie so much, because the movie, the point of the movie was anyone can wear the mask. Right. So anyone can can do the right thing and have, you know, with that responsibility come or with that power comes that responsibility keeps everything the same. And I love it. Right. The comic, on the other hand, ruins that. It does. So you had Spider-Verse, which was bad. And it was also did the it was two issues, but it made you read like every other buddy, every other comic that had spider people in it hmm. in order to get the whole story, which also bothers me about Marvel. But we won't get into that. I did like the spider people, though. Sure, there was that a bunch was of them, cool, but it just it kills the spider people I love. It, it does. So sure, it introduces new ones, but still. Anyway, the next thing is you had Spider Geddon. Spider Geddon destroyed the web of life and destiny, which was a good thing. Made me love it. Now it looks like it's coming back. <laughs> so now we have Spider Verse number one with Miles Morales. It's on its way. We got a couple pages. Looks still looks good. I mean, the art looks good. I'll, I always will always take more Spider-Man stories, but the idea of bringing back the web of life and destiny, I mean, Marvel doesn't do reboots, so it's, it's always going to be a thing mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. So that's annoying, but we did get a new spider person. We don't know what they look like. We don't know who they are. They're called spider zero. Hmm. I don't know. I want to go on a limb and say that maybe he's the first. I, oh, I, that's a cool idea, but even then I'm annoyed by it. Because, again, it, it, it just further destroys the concept of why Miles and Peter are cool. Oh, no. Miles and Peter will still be cool. I don't like to think about the Spider-Verse like that actually makes them who they are, even though that's what it's saying. But that's what it does, and that's the yeah. downside. That's what kills me about it. Although, I guess I guess if you take that into consideration, also then Ben Riley would be. Right. Who is all power, no responsibility. Exactly. And it's a whole different story, but I don't know. In general, the whole concept just bothers me. But so, you also have to you also have to think that without Peter there would be no Spider Verse. Yeah, is that true though? Yes. Okay, how? Because without Peter, we don't even have a Spider Man. Yeah, except for all the other variations of Spider Man that we don't know about without Peter. Except for Madam Web did. Madam Web. We only know about it because that was the the lens that we saw the story through. Right, but Madam Web doesn't exist in six one six without Peter. Sure. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but even if, but if, so if there was no Peter, there would still be a Spider-Verse. You're bound and determined to stick a knife in this whole conversation, because, aren't you? Well, because because well, my point is, is you're right. If there was no Peter Parker, there'd be no Spider-Verse in 616. Right. I get that point. But it doesn't change the fact there would be a Spider-Verse in all the other numbers that do have Spider-People in it. Right? They I would mean, all still be connected through the web of life and destiny. Or they'd be connected through some what if story. You know what? We're talking about this way too long because I don't <laughs> care because it's dumb. <laughs> so, all right. So that's that. We got a new one coming. I like that movie. The movie was great. I, yeah. I, I'm, I, that's, that's what actually makes me so nervous about the sequels. Because right. eventually it's going to get into the web of life and destiny. Uh-huh. Well, hopefully not. And it's actually going to buy. Stay with me, firesiders. 
because boy, oh boy, when we get to movies, I'm going to complain a whole lot. So I just wanted to bring in 2099. That's it. Well, we know that's happening. Yep. We know that's happening. You. That's good for you, though. Or you. Don't All right. You, you love 2099? You. No, he's he's making fun of the end of the movie. Oh. <laughs> that's what they, because, you know, that meme where they're pointing at each other. Why, you're pointing first. No, you're pointing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's, we're out of TV, or excuse me, we're out of comic news. Let's move into TV. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. TV, uh, a couple interesting things to talk about. First off, Marvel Studio is going to be taking over all of the TV, uh, Marvel-based TV shows that are in the works. Now, let me ask you a question about that. Do Every you, TV project is Marvel Studios. I, do, you, do you view that as a positive or a negative? It's a little of both, in my opinion. How so? so? That means Kevin Feige is going to be in charge of everything. And, and Kevin Feige's got a lot on his plate. Sure. A whole lot on his plate. When has he not, though? That's a good point, but this is a lot more. So here's the thing. If I, I can't confirm this anywhere, I can't find whether or not Jeff Loeb is still involved with the Marvel television side. And I love Jeff Loeb. Right? Jeff Loeb has done wonderful things for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Loeb, we got a chance to meet Jeff Loeb. Um, mm. He has done, for example, the Netflix shows. It was mm-hmm. Jeff Loeb. We'd all agree that the Netflix show, even great with work. the bad ones, yeah, great work. It's in general phenomenal. Yeah. So yes. I hope he's still involved. I'll, I mean, if I can find that information, I'll put it in the, the the actual post or I'll put it in the comments or something if I can ever find the answer to this. And if you know the answer, please let us know because I hope he's still involved. But Kevin Feige will now be in charge of all of the uh, not only the Disney Plus shows, but any of the Hulu based shows, the uh, freeform shows, essentially anything that has Marvel involved. Marvel Studios is now going to be uh, spearheading, which I think because he doesn't have to worry about the movies at this point. Right? Yeah. So, well, no, he does have the movie. Yeah, he absolutely worried. He's worried about the movies more than anything else. Yeah. This is just another thing on his plate. It's going to help with continuity. Like, right. Felix is going to be Thank thrilled. You. <laughs> yeah, because I was just going to chime in. There's nothing about that that sounds bad to me because. Marvel Studios is a corporation. Yes. It's full of people. Yes. It's not just Kevin Feige sitting in an office pulling his hair out, you know, sweating that and like trying to figure out how of. to organize all of it. <laughs> you know, he, um, in general, he's he's brilliant at getting the right. Yeah. Thing. And he's really good at making sure that everything fits. He's very hands on, which is good. In general, it's not. A, I don't find it as a bad thing. I just don't want too much on that man's plate that ruins other things. Like I also I don't want quality control of Kevin Feige, which is what we've had. That quality control starts to suffer because he's now pulled so far into so many directions. Well, you're never going to have the problem that I had with ABC television. Uh, and That's Perlmutter. Well, he, I know. I know. He was dumb. We but like no, but, but remember my one conflict that I brought up where I noticed that Al- actress Alfre Woodard mm-hmm. was in uh, Civil Man. War. Mm-hmm. Civil War. Yeah. And then she shows up in... You know, just after that in Luke Cage. Yes. And that was a conflict. Like, because well, at that time, the narrative that they were connected was go- ongoing in the public. You right. know what I mean? And uh, it bothered me. So. Well, problem solved, you, I guess. Bothered me. Yeah. I, I Here's the thing. And I look, like, this is honestly, there's a huge divide. I don't want to jump down this rabbit hole too much, but this is something I'd love to talk about it someday, which is the importance of continuity in comics. Because it is a cornerstone of what makes comic books. Comic books is continual continuity for God knows how long, right? Depending on the book, depending on the story. You are correct, sir. To a lot of people, that is the most important part. To me, especially. (laughs) To me, if continuity (laughs) makes the story worse, Mm -hmm. I don't really care as much. If it hurts the end all narrative of the, of in general, like for example, um, we all hated, uh, death of x we all all hated the inhuman trash right. i'm okay with you just ignoring that that was ever a thing 
Well, I don't have to admit that it was thing because Cyclops came back. So sure, but that that they still reference it. So my point is, is that you don't need like you could just wipe it under the rug and I'd be fine. But because its continuity is so important to so many fans, mm. they will hit, stipulate on things that, to me, don't really help the narrative at all. And we can't forget though uh, the fit, critical feedback to Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like we enjoyed that movie, but like there were people who literally just wanted a movie where Spider-Man does friendly neighborhood stuff and doesn't get involved in an MCU overarching plot connection thing. Sure. And and right? we literally got that. And the, the little bit of connection there was to the MCU was specifically between him and, and Tony Stark. Spider-Man is this iteration of Spider-Man. If you, if, if you don't mind, indulge me for a second. Sure. Go ahead. Is not comic Spider-Man. It's not. I love right. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, but that's not, 616 normal continuity spider-man it is an amalgamation of uh ditko spider-man mm-hmm. as well as more importantly heavily influenced by the mcu as a whole so where the mcu was a a i say a merger of all of 616 as well as the ultimate storylines like a condensed version of all those mm-hmm. now it's its own entity the MCU is its own thing, and Spider-Man is the first character that is heavily influenced by the narrative of the MCU. It makes sense when you think of the MCU as, as its own thing, mm-hmm. and you look at Spider-Man's influence of uh, the, being influenced by Iron Man as much as he is, where Iron Man essentially is uh, Ben. Surrogate, ben. surrogate father. Right. That makes sense in the MCU, but if you're a longtime comic fan who continuity means something to, you hate this. Yeah, my you remember going to see the movie when we saw Homecoming for for the first time. Features probably can remember me walking out going, "I wasn't a fan." Yeah. Took me a second to get comfortable with that because of the influence of Tony. I, I remember that. Like yeah. the, it was way too much Iron Man in that movie. Yeah, it was movie. too much Iron Man. Yeah, it made, and it really dulled down how smart Parker really is because it was more about what Tony gave him. But Far From Home actually gave you a peek into. I I had to accept the in I had to accept the fact that this Spider Man is the MCU Spider Man, not the Peter Parker I know from comics. And now that you've done that, are you good? Yeah, I, I love Far From you're, Home. You're cool. But now. you know what? Loved it. Well, and and uh, I know we're going on a tangent here, but when I when I finally saw Far From Home, I got the sense of we're actually seeing, you know, not a complete version of comic comic Spider Man Peter Parker. But the the smart Peter Parker that we know from the comics was there in Far From Home. Kinda. He still had. Kinda. He not still, really though. He was there. They tried to introduce him a little bit. Yeah, but, but, still, but, like, but it was all still because of Tony. At the end of the day, everything still came down to Tony had to be the reason why. Not all because of Tony. Mm. I'm saying he had he had the the ship that helped him, but him making his own spider suit with the Tony tech wasn't like he went and did that that was he literally stood in front of tony tony's machinery that and then hit buttons and then went oh look i got a new suit no he made that suit to me i i would like to believe that was a did he did he wasn't like he, he sewed did. that together like he did in the comics no well he did no not. He had in stark, the key, stark tech to pull when it you off. give somebody different materials to create something of course you're going to get something different i like to believe okay let me believe this otherwise you're going to ruin it for me <laughs> I like to believe that was a, a nod to uh-huh. Secret Wars, where he went to the device that created the symbiote suit. You know what? Remember the device that allowed him to make that suit, where we were all like, oh, he made a cool like living suit, but it turned out to be an alien, that whole thing. doesn't matter. My point is, is that I thought that that was a little nod to when he went to that device to make him that suit, which is why they added black to it in the first place. You know what? I'm, I'm going to let you have you that. You should let me have that. I'm going to let you have you that. let me have that. Thank you. That's a, that's a good... Uh... Just let it be a nod to something in the comics. Stop it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the scene for me just felt like there might have been more of a scene that was cut that that you know where he's developed more as like the like a smarty pants. I mean, for the love of God, Happy Hogan even looks at him like, oh, he's a young Tony. Yeah, yeah. He even looks at him that way. <laughs> well, what do you expect Happy to think? But that's my, I, and look, I like it now that I accept what it is. I had to let go of what it's not. But you're also, he, you're he all, likes it. He, he likes it, but he's also disavowing Peter's knowledge. I think the movies disavowed Peter's knowledge. No. Yes. No. Because <laughs> again, he literally is standing there looking like Tony. Because he put on glasses? No, they, they quite literally re-replicate a scene from the first Iron Man where he's setting up that suit. I mean, they, li- they do it on purpose where Tony, where Happy looks at him and even Parker's like, what are you looking at? And it's him saying like, this is the new Iron Man. That's uh, the point of it is he's the new Iron Man. I like it. I, I want him to be at the forefront. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to argue with you about this, man. I'm not arguing. You a little bit. A little bit. No. Little You're bit. very passionate. Yes, I am. That's why I do a podcast. All right, All right. And I'm not arguing. I'm so in the middle. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Because I want to talk about Ruby Rose for a second. Oh, yeah. So Ruby Rose recently has been spotted with a pretty interesting scar on her neck. The Pez dispenser? As she's put it. Yes. The Pez dispenser <laughs> scar. Um, she's really funny. Yeah, yeah she, she is. is. She yeah. makes a lot of good I jokes. I loved her in John Wick. I, I, really, I, I mean, loved I, her. I just love Ruby Rose yeah. in general. She's awesome. I mean, Ruby. Rose. Thank you. Anyway, so <laughs> she's playing Batwoman. If you're unaware, I don't know how you're not, but if you're unaware, she's playing Batwoman for the CW. Yep. And the show, mixed reviews, has it's not out yet, so we don't know how to think about it. I really didn't enjoy the crossover with her that much, but I want to give the show its 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 dues. Crossover just felt a little weird. Like some things just felt forced, like world's finest with her and Supergirl. It's like, okay, a little, little twingy, but <laughs> let's we'll wait let's let's see let's Girl see it out. Power. all those shows have those moments <laughs> sure but i can forgive it like with flash is flash is cringy as hell but i can forgive it because of flash well i care about Flash. like flash wins on a nostalgia thing for me arrow had to win me over i didn't care give a damn about the green arrow before but that first season that though. first season mm-hmm. and that second season mm-hmm. yeah man yeah i mean it took a boop real I'm, quick I'm after that lie. when i when i when they first aired the arrow i was like I was like, this, this is this is Green I'll, Arrow. I'll this, check it out. This is intense. Yeah, yeah. Where where the jokes? Where's the right? <laughs> where's the weird little little? I don't even know what kind of hat that is with the feather. Like, right. It was like hashtag not my Green Arrow, but I like this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, those shows, some of those shows had to win me over. Flash. It's the Flash. Like, yeah. I will always you, forgive was how bad Flash. that show is. But you've said that he's not your Barry Allen, right? No, it doesn't bother me. Didn't you say that? I like Grant at one point. I like Grant Gustin's Barry. No, no, no. Like, no, no. Like when we you saying, first we got saying, introduced to the character, you were like, that's not how Barry acts in the comics. No, uh, I think no, he said that of Ezra Miller. Yeah, I, I, yeah. More so than, than Grant Ezra Gustin. Ezra Miller is that nowhere close. Nowhere close. To Barry. He's, he's, Barry's a, I think Barry now is a lot more like Barry in the books. Mm-hmm. But Barry, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like Grant Gustin. So I, do I. I don't have I don't have an issue with him. I like and even the, the their Wally because I know their Wally was based on New Fifty Two Wally. Yeah, he's not my Wally. Though. He's definitely not, That's my, not Wally. my Wally. I, I like the costume, but not my Wally. Not my Wally. No offense. Yeah. No offense. You weren't bad in the show if you're listening, but yeah. not my Wally. <laughs> but anyway, she uh, the reason why she has a scar on the Pez dispenser on the side of the neck is it turns out while filming uh, Batgirl she. Excuse me, Batwoman. She got into a um, in this some stunts went wrong, and she um, herniated a couple discs. Two discs, I think. Yeah, so. and yeah. they were they were 
getting close to severing her spinal column. Jesus. Yeah. So she almost was paralyzed. So she went through surgery to fix that. So first off, the fact that uh, stunts aren't celebrated, like at the Oscars and stuff. Come on, guys. Yeah, they got to catch up. Yeah, man. come on, man. I mean, like they're, they're putting some work in. <laughs> if they're going to catch up, they owe Jackie Chan, like, I don't know how many <laughs> <laughs> nominations and wins. Because that man. Just for a couple years straight, we just apologize to every movie. Jackie Chan won. <laughs> right. Jackie Chan won again. Just assume he's going to win next year. 20 like, years of retroactive uh, Jackie Oscars. Chan Oscars. <laughs> all Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan just comes and picks up 17 of them. He's, like, trying to walk off stage. They're all falling out of his arms. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, our best to Ruby Rose. We're very happy that, that things seem like they're coming around. Um, I'm excited for Batwoman. I can't wait to see what we do with this. I think the trailer looked better than the, the crossover did, but I'm still excited for it. I think because they, they get to put more time into the actual trailer and the actual show than her character in the crossover. So. Uh, speaking of the crossover, I mean, we know we got Smallville showing up. Alan Iverson. We got our first pictures of what's Tom Welling. How do you say his name? I don't, I don't care. But it's Tom Welling. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, right. you said there. All right, good. Gil got it. Gil Gadoot. Yeah, Gil got it. Um, it's almost like every week I see a clickbait article that's like, this person will be in the crossover. This well, person will be in the crossover. so many of them. There's rumor of Titans. There's rumor of Linda Carter. I mean, it just keeps going. Like, CW Titans. Not CW Titans. DC Universe Yeah, Titans. yeah, yeah. How crazy with that? All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, what I want to He's talk about is, is Brandon Roth. Ruth, Ruth, which yeah. is amazing. He Ruff. showed that picture of him as Kingdom Come Superman. And let me tell you. He put on some weight. It looks amazing. He looks so spot on. Well, you didn't think he looked spot on as Superman before? Uh, what? When from Superman Returns? Yeah. Sure. But, but that's not. Is he not watching Legends? Probably not because Legends has been terrible. Oh, God. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, Legend, I can't do Legends. Because he was like, Brandon Routh put on weight. I'm like. You haven't seen him since Superman Returns, then. No, no, we've been no, saw I, him I watched Arrow the first Legend. Uh, first, he came into that show with weight. I thought. Now, I watched the first couple couple seasons guys, of, guys, of guys, Legends. I don't, don't want to talk about his weight. Okay. I, I want to talk about Kingdom Come <laughs> Superman and why that's such a cool thing. Why is Kingdom Come Superman a cool idea to bring into this story? Because old Superman. Well, why is old Superman cool? Because like right old. now, I'm, I'm I'm reading Infinite Crisis right now. Let me tell you, old Superman kind of has a more. I I don't give a I, look. Yeah. Look, so I D G A F. Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Kingdom Come is, is an Alex Ross book, and it's one of the <clears throat> most wildly renowned superhero comic books of all time. Not the one where him and Shazam go at it. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, uh, but he made his his comeback into comics in Infinite Crisis, where uh. Infinite Crisis, if you're unaware, Crisis on Infinite Earth gets rid of the multiverse to fix a lot of continuity errors that DC Comics had going up into the 80s, right? So they had so many different things going on that it made no sense, so they wanted to, to, to rectify it by essentially destroying the multiverse. And what did Infinite Crisis do? But the problem is, is that you had someone like uh, Supergirl who didn't make any sense. Right. Because they, they wanted Superman to be the last, the last surviving son of Krypton, but you had a character who was wildly popular, so they wanted her to survive. But now how does she survive in an area where there's continuity means that her original world's dead? So how does she fit in? So they caused a co- another continuity problem the moment they brought in Power Girl, quote unquote, um, who is the version of Supergirl who has the, her cleavage is just out. She's got the big circle. Yep, that is her power. Um, her power is that she's an awesome Supergirl. She is like the most badass version of Supergirl. She is though. Actually. She, yeah, you don't mess with Power Girl. But I don't like the boots though. 
I don't like the boots. She's got the old cat boots, but they're blue. I I have no problem with them. Um, But (laughs) my point is, is that in Infinite Crisis, Infinite Crisis, the point of it is it brings back the multiverse. So uh, Kingdom Come Superman shows back up, essentially punches himself out of a... Of a pocket dimension. This is how strong super old Kingdom Come Superman is. He punches his way through a dimension. <laughs> Let me just repeat that. He punches his way through a dimension. Ex Machina. Because he's Superman. Um, anyway, Kingdom Come Superman hates that our super are the superheroes of the uh, regular continuity mm-hmm. are just becoming terrible at their jobs. And I don't kind of blame him. Like the specter in that book is, is like squashing uh, Atlantis. I Atlantis mean, is like literally just gets stepped on. But who's going to check the specter? Batman creates Brother Eye, which creates the Omax, which starts like raining hell on um, Wonder Woman and the Themyscarans. Themyscar- uh, Wonder Woman snaps the neck of Maxwell Lord. I mean, I get Maxwell Lord was controlling Superman. He's going to try and kill people. I get that. Wait, but she wait. definitely snaps his neck. Maxwell Lord. I can't remember who that is. The bad guy. Oh, yeah, but. My, it's telekinesis, my control. Anyway. I can't remember what um, it looks like. They were also wiping the minds of villains. And when Batman found out, they wiped his minds. And nobody trusted anybody. Everybody hates <laughs> you. So this super old school Superman, like 1940s Superman, shows up and like, what the hell is wrong with all of you? And he's like, we saved the wrong Earth. So his whole job, he was like, all right, we're just going to get rid of this Earth. We're going to start over. So he's out there trying to recreate the multiverse. So the fact that they're bringing him into crisis, I don't know how you're merging these stories. Because then you have Final Crisis, which is the one that lets the heroes know that the multiverse is back. So I hope that doesn't play into it. I don't want to hear. I don't want the. I don't want Dark Side. I don't want the anti-life equation. It's just way too much to try and explain. Because there is so much happening in this, and the fact that they're bringing in Kingdom Come Superman, I am wildly intrigued and very confused. Would they bring Dark Side into a CW show? No. I mean, they can. They can, but they I doubt won't. They I do, I, it would be really bad, especially with the anti. Although, could you imagine if some they they put the Dark Side Wars in here, and all of a sudden we get. Anti-Monitor versus Darkseid. It's not going to happen, but now, oh, see, now I'm really or, excited. Or uh, the Black Racer? No, they're not going to do Black Racer. We already kind of got the Black Racer. I mean, not a real one, but... Not a real one. They, like, they did a fake one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But anyway, he looks great. That whole tangent, just to say that that costume looks great. I'll put it in the show post. <laughs> the costume does look great. Um, <laughs> I li- I've always been a fan of that particular S-Shield. So. All right, I got a couple yeah. quick bits of news, real quick. Um, first off, the WDU. I'm sorry, what? The dumbest of all the names. I oh, thought the DCEU was bad. I thought you applied to college. But I'm will be here all week, folks. Um, <laughs> so the WDU is you ready for this. Yeah. The Walking Dead Universe. Canceled. It has a name. I'm done. That why it just be the Walking Dead. Get it out of here. Just be the Walking Dead. Why? Get it out of here. We don't need to add universe to everything. Come on. Well, are they? Going to do more than two shows? There's another show in the works uh, and the movies. How is it even a universe? It all takes place on the same planet and everything's dying. So that's where... Uh, yeah, right, so it should be the Walking Dead Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where old man Rick went, right? To the movies? Right. Old man Rick. <laughs> Jesus. Old man Rick's a thing. You've been reading the comics. Old man Rick is absolutely a thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, also the Hulu Ghost Rider show and the Hellstorm show, out. <laughs> Sorry, Robbie Reyes fans, he's gone. Yeah. Hopefully that means that was it not? What's well, the uh, it just means Johnny Storm's gonna be Johnny uh, not Storm. Johnny Storm. Uh Johnny, Johnny Blaze. Yeah, Blaze. Thank you. Johnny Blaze. Sorry, no, Johnny Sorry Blaze. Or maybe Danny Cash. Or there's rumor is Alondra. How do you say your name? Who? 
Oh, the the female Ghost Rider. Oh, Al- yeah, yeah. Alondra yeah, Jones. Uh, I, I, Alexandra Jones or Alondra Jones. Alejandra. Alejandra Jones. That's it. Uh, there's rumor that she makes an appearance, although I was talking to Mauer about it. He said he'd be a little annoyed if they go into her story before um, Johnny or Danny. Right. To explain the the spirit of vengeance because she was supposed to be. I, I've never actually read her book. So this is Mauer, by the way, if we can. He's going to be so mad. I said this. Yeah. Mauer, by the way, it's his anniversary, which is why he's not on Aww. the show. Can we just. Oh, Aww. he's got a heart. He actually uh, uh, does. Uh, uh, that, little, that black void. There's a beat in there somewhere. Do you know what today is? That was adorable. It's his anniversary. So happy anniversary, Mauer. Happy anniversary, Mrs. Mauer. I don't know if we're allowed to say her name on the show. I don't know if anniversary. we do. Anniversary. I don't no. think we ever have, but nah. I don't know if she'd be cool with it. So we're just going to not do that. But happy anniversary, you two. Tomorrow. Uh, anyway, I was talking to him about it. He said that I think, I think it was her who was tricked into it. Mm-hmm. Into the spirit of vengeance? Uh, yeah, I think she was. Danny Ketch was kind of tricked into it, but he really just put his hand on the motorcycle. Which well, like, he wasn't really tricked into it. It was kind of like an accident for Danny Ketch. Well, yeah. What if it's a just a, a backdoor storyline to introduce Johnny Blaze later? Nope. Can't. Johnny would, Blaze was the first. Sort of. Right. Well, there was no. He wasn't. He no, wasn't. No, as, I said, as, sort as we of, found out as in a we, million BC. Right. Or but 10, I mean, 10,000 BC, whatever that story was. As as far he, as can, first, he can be the first still. Well, yeah. But as far as being the first ghostwriter that people were introduced to, it was it was Johnny Blaze. No, no, I know that. But what if they introduce her and then she in, discovers Then they would be doing a exists. terrible disservice. Seeing as how Johnny Blaze is the most popular ghostwriter, right. as well as has a rapper that shares the same alias. Yeah. Okay. They're doing bad. I'm going to, I'm just going to interrupt for a second. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about Titans, but I don't think we should until Titans is a little bit further along. Plus, Mr. Herger here isn't caught up, and I don't feel like ruining the whole show for him. So. I'm horrible. So I'm not I'm not going to do that. I wanted to talk. We'll, we'll talk about Titans later, though. Uh, I do have a lot of things I want to talk about Titans, but I really want to get into this really annoying news because I'm sure everybody who listens to us is waiting for us to talk about Spider-Man and the MCU because that's been everywhere. Yep. So real quick bits of movie news. Um Actually, do I have? No, I've got one thing. Uh, well, okay. Kevin Feige is also going to be uh, an executive producer on a new Star Wars um, series of movies. Supposedly, this has nothing to do with the current one that's where that's, that uh, uh, Ryan Johnson's working on. It's supposedly something outside of that. Mm-hmm. He's just a huge Star Wars fan, so yep. I love that idea because the reason the MCU is as good as it is is because fans are making those movies. So if a Star Wars fan is making Star Wars movies, I'm all about that. Probably going to be great. the Mandalorian fall under his belt then? Uh, no, that was done before this was a thing, but that was oh. John Favreau. Okay. So, and who has never let us down. Good old Happy Hogan. Yep. Thank you, sir. And the director of Iron Man. We appreciate you, Happy. Okay. So, remember I told you, remember how annoyed I was about Madam Web? Let's talk about why. So, there apparently is a Madam Web movie in the works. Who, who's behind that's this? That's being written by the Morbius writers, as Sorry. I believe. Uh, it's in Sony. It's a Sony project. Of, of course. Because but who this else? This is what freaks me out about this news. So if they're making a Madam Web movie, let's talk about Spider-Man back in the MCU. Okay, let's do it. Everyone's really excited, and I understand why. Mm -hmm. But let's really break down why I think that they're doing this in the first place. So Bob Iger wrote on Twitter that the feud is over, which I I think is is bull beep, but give me a second. Um, (laughs) They've agreed to do one more movie and one cameo. So Spider-Man will be doing, there'll be a third Spider-Man movie in the MCU. Awesome. There'll be one extra Spider-Man cameo, probably in an Avengers movie, probably, maybe, or he'll show up somewhere else to introduce a character or something along those lines. Now, why are they doing this? 
right? Marvel now gets 25% of the profits instead of the, what, 10% of opening day or whatever the weird yeah, rule they had? Yeah, whatever that weird thing They still was. retain all the toy rights. Mm-hmm. They're putting $25, or 25% of the production cost up uh, as well on this movie, and mm-hmm. Kevin Feige will be the producer. Why would Sony agree to this? Because Sony was really had no reason to agree to it whatsoever. Sony was in the right. Disney was in the wrong. They kind of tried to bully more money out of them, and Sony went, no, I have no we have no reason to agree to this. Disney gave them something. I don't know if that's the case. So here's, here's what I'm thinking. There's two things that are in my head right now. Either one, there's truth to the idea that Apple or another company is trying to buy Sony Entertainment. If that's true, because that rumor's been around forever, if that's true, I could see Sony agreeing to this because in the contract, if they sell the rights the uh, of like this, if Sony Entertainment sells, the rights of Spider-Man immediately go back to uh, Disney and, so- and Marvel Entertainment, right? So they get the rights back no matter what if they're sold. If they're sold, like, so say Apple did buy them, they'd get James Bond and stuff, but they wouldn't get Spider-Man because that'd go back to Disney. Apple come through. If that's the case... Wouldn't it make sense that that Sony would agree to make one more billion dollar movie before they lose the rights? Yeah. So it has a little validity to that, but I was, and I was really gung ho and really hopeful for that until I heard about a Madam Web movie. And then I started, started thinking about what Kevin Feige said when he was talking about Spider-Man's the only character who can cross movie franchises. Yeah. Movie shared universes. He's the only character who has that power. So what the hell is he talking about? Well, if they bring in Madam Web over on the Sony side of things and with the popularity of the Spider-Verse movie, wouldn't it make sense to try and make a Spider-Verse franchise where you have Sony side and you have Marvel side and you have a character who crosses back and forth between the two of them? No. It makes sense. Whether you like it or not, it makes sense. No. You got anything else to say or anything? No. You don't like it or no. you don't think it's going to happen? No. Well, I don't I mean, want it. I don't like it. No, 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 no. So he's the he's a Peter Parker that ends up in the Spider Verse, a, a maybe, or they're gonna loosely connect the two universes. So they'll mention things like Venom in San Francisco in an no. MCU movie, and Venom is able to uh, talk about things that are happening in New York. No, I'm okay if uh, it's a Spider Verse thing. I'm not okay if they're just not going all in on connecting the two. No, they probably aren't. They're not. Kevin Feige is only going to be involved in so much of it. There's too many loopholes. Even if they were going to, you can in Venom, right? In the Venom movie, he leaves New York because of what happened. They don't explain what happened, but if you follow, and of course, because it's not going to be exactly like the comics, and that's I understand that Venom is nowhere near the comics. Exactly, and that's going to be part of the problem when he when he leaves New York, right? But when he leaves New York, he's already Venom, Mm -hmm. right? That's so, when lethal protector starts. Right. So it wouldn't make sense. Right. That's a big hole. You got to fill it. Nah, I mean, it's really not that big of a hole. I mean, I, I, get, your, I get what you're saying, because you're thinking comic continuity. And if you're thinking movie, they just got to write some reason why they meet. And then a little bit of the Venom symbiote it gets onto Parker. And then now it has this, the, like, so he just loses the Venom symbiote for a little bit. It drives Parker crazy. Parker gets rid of it, goes back on Eddie. Now Eddie has the ability to swing around. It, it, it seems to me that they put Venom in Seattle because there, there was no... MCU, MCU connection whatsoever to Seattle. Like, so they could no. put him in a place right. where he couldn't 
overlap with anything in I, case a deal went through. I, I don't know if that was the reason. I think they picked Seattle specifically because they were they were doing Planet of the Symbiotes and they were doing Lethal Protector as the the, the base. Uh, yeah, is the, the cornerstone of that story. Um, but they had to explain Sp- Venom without Spider-Man, which already causes a problem. Right. right. So... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I do think that the reason that Venom went from R to PG thirteen is because there was rumor of a deal where Venom might end up in the MCU, and they're not going to put a rated R property. Yeah. Or, so yeah. I do see why they changed that movie while filming, which, in my opinion, is what ruins that movie. Facts. It just becomes so weird that people are being eaten and nobody cares. There's no blood. There's nothing. <laughs> like, he literally, literally a little ate old lady somebody. in front of a little old lady, and she doesn't scream or nothing. It makes no sense. There was no blood flying. She just goes, "All right, we'll see you later." Oh, I got a, I got a, I got a parasite. You got a parasite? Well, your parasite just ate a dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody cares. All right. Anyway, so I I think that they're gonna do a a Spider Verse, a live action Spider Verse where no. Peter, Peter and Miles will be a thing where they bounce back and forth between the two. No. Miles is way too popular to forget about right now, so no. he's absolutely gonna show up somewhere. No, no, but that's that. That's what's why going don't on. you like that? Because Sony is terrible at making live action films. Oh no, we know that. That's why. That's oh, one. That's it. If they want to keep it as an animated an animated uh film, sure, fine, do that. Because that way we can accept whatever's coming. Well, if it does cross over with MCU, they're gonna have to listen to the MCU. They have to, but they don't want to. Put out of your head for a second that Can't. they're gonna make bad movies. Just do it for one second. Let's say they're not gonna make bad movies. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's say they're gonna make good movies. So they go and they make good movies, maybe taking a cue from Marvel's genius, and then they cross them over and you have a really, really well done Miles universe. And they cross over. What's wrong with that? The web of life and destiny. He just doesn't believe it. I, well, I'm not. I, I have my own issues. You have a problem with that. I hate Madam Web and the whole You have concept. a problem. You don't, you don't trust Sony at all, which is fine. No. Wasn't Madam the only good thing? And tell me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the only good thing about Madam Web is that Joan was, is yes. the voice? That was, that was pretty much it. Joan, for, and that's, that's Stanley's uh, wife. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just saying if, if they did do a good job. They won't. They won't. But if they did. They can't. I'd be okay with them crossing Tom Holland can't. over. Spider-Verse is phenomenal. Yeah. And if, and if they're using that as the, the template, starter point, they yeah. use that as the template. That's awesome. You can as as use they, that as the template, but then just, make it an animated film. But the, no, no, no. I'm saying is they use that as the template for how they connect it, their universe and this. Look, here's the thing. You're either going to lose Spider-Man in the MCU or you agree to this. Pick one. I'd be totally okay with it's this. Either, it's either Spider-Man moves to Venom and that's it. Or you get Spider-Verse and at least we get Spider-Man in the Avengers. I mean, they, they even kind of teased it with the kind of, well, the, the misdirection in Far From Home mm-hmm. saying that there's a multiverse type thing. No, that, yeah. was, that was MCU. But it was a misdirection. Not, that w- not so much because there well, is a multiverse. Well, sure. Well, it just hasn't been explored yet. Wait, right. But, but, it's, it was a, but Felix is saying it's a misdirection in the movie. Mm-hmm. So we all know that there's a multiverse, but the MCU people don't know there's a multiverse. Right. So you're right. We won't know about the multiverse until Doctor Strange. Or Doctor Strange is where that starts. We're going to know all about that. Well, maybe the Eternals. I doubt maybe, it. I think the Eternals are still, their whole thing is mutants, mutants. and Galactus. Yeah. I really think that's all you're going to hear is the throwaway line about Galactus and throwaway line about mutants. And boom, now there's a reason to make an Eternals movie. I don't think anybody really cares about the Eternals. Nobody asked for the Eternals. Yeah. They're doing it because it's got Jack Kirby written all over it and, you know, it's Jack Ode. Kirby. It's yeah. Ode. 
right? Make a Jack Kirby. If that would make Jack Kirby happy. Make it. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Do it. But nobody actually cares about the the internals. They didn't they, they again, they died not too long like all of them. Yeah. All of them were wiped out not too long ago with uh, the when they redid the Avengers. Yeah. Um with uh, when She-Hulk was on the team, when Ghost Rider was on the team, Robbie mm-hmm. Reyes was on the team. Uh, not the Blade one. That did people after. care about the Guardians before they were a movie? Some people did. Some, Some people, people did. They weren't nearly as big as they are now. But like right. I was reading Guardians. You were. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the Guardians, before it was made a movie, it wasn't like too popular. But Well, they they, yeah, they came back around when the Star-Lord, Rocket Ratatoon. When that team came around, yeah. they, they got a, a jump in popularity. But it was, I'm just, it was Yondu. Yeah, Yondu had um, the big red fin. Hercules. Who I'm, else? I'm just asking people. the question. Demora. Eternal. Captain Universe, Eternal. Captain Universe. Who's the person with the cap shield? It looked uh, like a universe. Uni- like, I don't, whatever. It doesn't really matter. The yeah. old Guardians sucked. <laughs> All I was saying was Eternals is obscure. Guardians was obscure. Now they're not obscure. Obscure. Right. They could probably make this movie really well. Right, but Guardians. Then it won't be. Obscure. Guardians made sense for Disney to want to make because again, you can sell plush toys of Rocket and Groot. Oh yeah. Like there was a lot of value in Guardians because it gave them essentially it gave them Star Wars in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Right. Star Wars fans are going to hate that I said that, but it's that's, that's totally the, true. That's exactly why they did it because you got Star Lord as your Han Solo. I mean, in general, it's it's enough of putting Star Wars in the MCU. It reminded Eternals, me more of Ice Pirates. Eternals, on the other hand, not so much. That sounds like facts. Who cares? Hmm. Anybody care? Anybody care? Anybody care about the Celestials? A little bit. Just a little bit. I care that they're a thing, but I don't want to focus on them. I don't want to focus on the Celestials unless it involves... If you don't put Galactus in it... Right. That's a... If if you have to... If if you make a movie about the Celestials, Galactus has to be in it. I feel the Eternals is to phase four what Iron Man 2 was to the MCU as a whole. Because the MC- Iron Man 2 just set us up. The whole point of that was introducing Black Widow and getting us ready for the idea of connecting everything. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the Eternals is the same thing. I think the Eternals, they're making it literally just to go, guess what? The Fantastic Four are going to be there. Whoa, Galactus. Whoa, Silver Surfer. And then they're going to go, hey, guess what? The uh, Celestials are going to mess with humanity. They're going to make the Eternals, the Deviants. Oh, that's what Thanos is. He's a Deviant. Uh, oh, guess what? Mutants. Boom. Mic drop, movie's over. Done. <laughs> That's it. And I don't want to get a sequel because nobody's going to care. The movie does really well and I'll get a sequel, but this I bet you if this movie is like so-so, nobody's going to care. You're not going to see Icarus show up on the Avengers. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody cares. Maybe they will after it. I didn't care about Thor until the Thor movie came out, so. Exactly. Maybe afterwards. <laughs> Mic drop. Wait. Well, wait I, till it comes out for that. <laughs> I cared about Thor before the Thor movie. No, you didn't. Really. I did. Nah, I did. Nah. I had a lot of Thor comics. Sure you did. I have, I even had Thunderstrike, so there's oh, that. Oh God, wash your hands. <laughs> God, Thunder, no. unclean, unclean, <laughs> forever unclean. Uh, all right. I don't want to 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 bitch and moan about that any anymore. So why don't we start wrapping this up? How are we doing on time, Mister Hergood? We're over. We're over. Over. We're over. All right. Well, then I think that's uh, it's time for one minty. Want to do that thing? Sure. Mr. Well, Matt. minty, do that thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at welcometofireside.com or your social media of choice at Welcome to Fireside or Fireside Crew on Twitter. If you like the show, do us a favor, comment, like, rate, share. It all goes a long way. Also, do us a favor, check out the Emerging Gamer Podcast with Mr. Felix Hergot over here. Yeah. Also, check out his stream um, on Twitch TV forward slash Emerging Gamer. Uh, and Felix slash, uh, I was going to say them both, buddy. Felix Thank Hergot. Because I feel like the Emerging Gamer Twitch should get some love. Emerging too. underscore gamer, yes. And, you know, Neo and. Neo and Locke and Trip. All those guys. All those guys. 
yeah, check them out. Yeah. All right. What's going on, Matty? Um, features. And Felix this is Felix Ergut. No, that was awful. Good again. Uh, Felix Ergut of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. Would you can still put the two thumbs up. You know? No, who knows he put two thumbs up? I did. I put two thumbs up. Deuces. There he is. Deuces. Excelsior. Deuces. Stupid Spider-Verse.